Welcome to another episode of Sassy and Sweats with your girl Sassy Sarah. I have my friend Lauren back on with me and we're going to talk about quiet quitting, rage applying, and going back and talking a little bit about the ethical non-monogamy and don't worry if Vanderpump Rules gets brought up. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about with Lauren is the idea of quiet quitting and have you, I guess, what are your feelings on it and have you like experienced that with people that work with you or yeah. so I don't know. Quiet quitting you know? is a great topic. It was a hot topic. It's kind of dying down now, but it's still out there. Um, but I would say like two years ago, we, I really started to see this and I even felt this and I don't think quiet quitting is a bad thing. And everybody's like calling it quiet quitting, but it's not quitting. It's, it's doing like it's the bare doing, minimum for your job. Not the bare minimum, not but the bare minimum. It's doing, doing your job what they're paying you <laughs> to do. do. <laughs> now, if you want to give me ten thousand more, hell yeah, I'll go above and beyond. <laughs> You're right. Like I'm there. But if you are just gonna pay me to do a job, I'm going to do that job and I'm going to do it well. Yeah. And that's quiet quitting. And why we are putting a label on that is such a USA thing. <laughs> I don't, like, I just, you know, I'm American. But, like, it's so American. Like, for us to put a label on society just working, doing their job, and again, working to live. Mm-hmm. So they're working, they're doing their job, and then they're going home, and they're enjoying their life at home. And we're calling it quiet quitting. Am I quitting? No. Am I? Now, it, I will say part of quiet quitting is com- becoming more disengaged yeah. with your community at work, whether it's your coworkers, your management, your supervisors, your clients. Um, part of quiet quitting is that <laughs> and, and becoming disengaged. And, you know, and we see this. I've seen it. I've even, like, done it sometimes in parts of my work-life career. Um, where I have become more disengaged because I do have a very loud voice. Um, I am very vocal and I do, I, I like to call it diarrhea of the mouth. Um, but sometimes shit just comes out yeah. and I, I've learned to filter the best I can because I am in a different kind of setting. So I do on some aspects have to be some politically Incline, um, but for the most part, I'm probably the least political person in my in my like my level, and so I say it like it is, and I'm also and I say it. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna be transparent with you. That's how I always start. So if I'm about to like shit out of my mouth, it's because you'll know because I'm gonna say, can I just be transparent with you and honest, and then I'm gonna be. Um, and so, and I, and I have been on some things and then there's no reaction or there's no resolution. And I've had moments in my career where I've had that moment of quiet quitting where I'm like, okay, well, why say anything? Why should I be involved? Why should I be engaged if you're not going to listen to me? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you something. It's impactful. If you don't care, that's fine, but you still need to respond to me. <laughs> you still need to get a resolution for whatever the problem is. So, I mean, there's ways around it. I think we all, at some point, are going to go through it. Um, like, I wish I could have done that in teaching, but you can't. Like, yeah. not wish. And that's but, what I was about to say. In can. some it's environments, like certain, you can't. Right. It's like, you want to, but then it's like, no. This is why I'm not a teacher. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's one of the things where it's like, yeah, I wish I could care less and less. But it's like, also, when you've built something up so yeah. much, you can't just Walk away. all of a sudden pull away or yeah. set, like, 
severe boundaries in the middle of the year. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> okay, the other thing, so this is the TikTok I sent you that I was talking about. So then this is a TikTok that says rage applying is the new quiet quitting. And I'm like, that shit was me. That was me. Yeah. So rage applying where you're just like start like okay for me it was like just getting on Indeed at night. Oh. <laughs> I would okay, lay yes. in bed and get on LinkedIn yes. and Indeed and I'm like oh <laughs> yep 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 and doing all that. But I mean yeah if you start applying to a bunch of jobs and it's basically like when you're feeling undervalued underpaid yeah. stressed in like a current toxic work environment that's that's what people are doing now. <laughs> I would say if you are feeling any of those things like quiet quitting, rage applying because. <laughs> I, you know, we've all done that. <laughs> I would say we've all done that. I was just point. like, oh, yes, I know. Yeah, what you're I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. So, um, yes, so if you're feeling that way, if you are able to speak up, speak up. Those are one of those moments that you do talk to somebody. And for me, it was my coworkers. It's not my boss um, because there's some things that you don't need to tell your boss because then all of a sudden he's going to be like, oh, my God, am I on notice? Is she about to quit? Is she about to leave me? Um Whereas I can talk to my coworkers, get their thought process. And it's been really great to have those peers that are going through some of the same things. Mm -hmm. And you're able to like hype each other up almost like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Like, I feel that too. You're in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Like, just keep doing this. Keep doing that. You're going to get there. Like, find that person. (laughs) If you're feeling that Like, I keep being like flip side of that in teaching, dot, dot, dot. We this have those people. Right <laughs> yes. now. That's why, like, we had our people, and then, like, and I always am like, no, this is what you should do. No, you should. I mean, but I'm doing the same thing where I'm like, oh, don't do that. Don't accept that. Blah, 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 blah. And now that I've left even more, I feel bad when people are like, I think I understand what you were feeling yeah. now. And I'm like, yeah, you got to do what's best for yes. you. Yeah, so at the end of the day. Now I'm like hyping people up to leave, yes. but really, it's not like, it's do what's best for you but yeah you know what I mean <laughs> yeah if you're not if you're not feeling it like there's ways to get over the quiet quitting to me that's normal quiet quitting's a normal thing it's not something that you it's because again be, it's the expectations and, that we should be doing yes, more that's, and the thing yeah. that to help with it is really at a super like your supervisor like that's if there is a quiet quitting culture happening right now in mm-hmm. your workplace or where you're at that manager needs to own that mm-hmm. and fix it because that's a culture thing. Mm-hmm. I call it, because that's what I own. I own the culture of my buildings. And, you know, I call it a temp check. And I literally walk around and check in. Hey, how you doing? How you been? How's everything going? And usually by the time, like, I get to the fifth question, they're like, floodgates. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but rage applying to me, if you've gotten to that point, mm-hmm there's something seriously wrong mm-hmm. and you really need to evaluate does this job to me that's like a trigger happiness. like yes. when you're to that point something has triggered you something and you're like because you want to yes. do something so bad in that moment as opposed to just kind of writing it's okay it out to quit yeah in fact you make more money if you job hop just don't do it more than two two years so you yeah, work on that yeah. <laughs> you make a lot more money when you when you hop from one job to another um because you can go in at a higher rate and People usually hire externals at a higher rate than what they promote internally because there are caps. So as you're climbing that ladder, and that used to be like this such a boomer's mentality is, no, 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 you stay with the company, you're loyal to them, they're going to treat you right in the end. Yeah, no. You're only getting a 3 to 5% raise every time you promote. Mm -hmm. If you go from a 
career in operations to a competitor in operations, you're gonna see a 10% increase from what you're being paid currently for the lattice role. It's the same role almost. You may have like a couple of differences, but for the most part, it's the same. And it's a 10%. So, I mean, there are perks. Like, you, you gotta know when to get out. You gotta know, like, you have to pay attention. If you job hop too much, nobody's gonna hire you. Yeah, Trust me, no, I'm the hiring flag, person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's a red flag. But it, you can build your career and move up. So if you're having that rage applying moment, <laughs> you know what? Maybe it is time to look and see if it's the right fit for you to job hop and get that 10% increase. And I think you can explain that too, is like where I was at, I'm not getting the experience that I need yeah. to meet my I'm not career challenged. goals. Yeah. yeah. Like there's ways to approach it so that you're not looking like you're just yes. bailing. <laughs> yes. So no. I have a TikTok that's sassy and sweats I too. have a TikTok crazy person. She's the one who actually got me to download TikTok. Like she is. It's because I can only pay attention for like a few seconds. And that's so it's what great. it's meant for you. <laughs> yeah. But I was asking uh, if you think that. Um, people that are prone to cheating, if they would be more successful in an E&M relationship or if they would still cheat outside of the parameters of whatever is decided on in their relationship. Yeah, so my thoughts on that, because Sarah kind of knows my background, I was a cheater. <laughs> you weren't like a cheater, like you've cheated, but you're not like a chronic cheater. No, I'm not a chronic cheater. I'm very happily married. So I cheated. Like when you're saying that, say what age you were, because I feel like it sounds bad. Like 17 through 21. Oh, okay. Well, okay. for some, it's whatever. Does that sound better? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so every guy I ever dated, I cheated on in some capacity. Um, until I met my current husband now. So until I met my husband. But to be clear, most of them deserved it. Um, <laughs> but so for that question, I would say, you know, I, I think it's a great option for someone who's prone to cheating if the partner is okay with it. Because you talked about it on the last episode, how it's, it's two people agreeing upon yes that's what makes it ethical, ethical. yeah and you know it's got to be that two per person part and if somebody comes to somebody honestly and says hey like we need to talk i've cheated on every guy i've ever dated until i met you man and i love you but we've been together 15 years and I, it's like these urges and i can't like help it but i love you i'm committed to you i want to be with you but i I want to experiment some different options. Mm -hmm. Can I talk to you about it? You know, to me, that's somebody being honest and mm -hmm. open about, first off, you know, they, they might have a role. <laughs> they, they enjoy the physical part of that relationship, and they may not getting be getting enough of that physical part, or they need it in a different way, right? So they're coming to you, they're telling you, um, you guys are being honest and open now. If your partner is like, whew, I was cheated on mm -hmm. in every relationship mm -hmm. until I met you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not okay with that. I hear you, but I'm not okay with that. I can't even get like past that fact of the jealousy part. I will imagine you with someone else every mm -hmm. time. And that's like, that would be my response. I would have a really hard time, even though I've never been cheated on, but that I know of. I was just um, like, you know <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I was cheated on once. Yes, yeah. I forgot about him. That's a big um, one. But, all right. a big one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but but if I like that would be more of my response if if Dustin was to come to me yeah. and say, Hey, like this is where I'm at and I know his background because 
if you're with somebody, you know them. Mm-hmm. You know their past. You know what they've been through. You mm-hmm. probably know, like Dustin knows I cheated on every guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you may not be able to have that trust yet because you do know them. Or you've been with them 15 years and you're like, hey, like if this makes you happy and this is what you need so that you can fulfill whatever it mm-hmm. is that you need to fulfill, I'm fine with that. We're committed. I feel loved. Now the, we're going to have rules. Mm-hmm. And... And you're going to follow them. Honestly, somebody who's prone to cheating, if they had that type of honest relationship, I don't think that they would go outside those rules. Okay. so I know I want it. So, like, a lot of the feedback was, and then there's kind of more, I think, where you and I, I mean, I see it both ways. A lot of people are like, cheaters are always going to cheat because it's the thrill of getting away with something. So they're like, they would not respect the boundaries that were set because they still want to do something naughty, you know, outside of it and get away with it. But then there's the flip side of that where it's like, you may have people that have trauma in their background Mm -hmm. or have sex addiction or like even love addiction. Or esteem issues. Yeah. And that's how they get their esteem is... Mm -hmm through the attention from the opposite mm-hmm. sex or the same sex. But to me, I'm like, if you, if it, de- to, to me, it depends on the intent. Yeah. Like, I agree. why are you wanting that? Because if it is, it's like some of these other things, you can communicate that and y'all can agree. Yeah. But you still have to communicate throughout the process to make things sure yeah. things don't change. Yeah. That, that it can work. But, and there are some people, you know, that, that spoke to some of that, but a lot of it was like, no. Cheater's gonna cheat because cheating is <laughs> this way. But, but I like I said, I, from I just, the perspective of a married person yeah. and like thing like I know people who have stayed with people who have cheated on them. Yes. And it's because a marriage is more than just we're only having sex with each other and that's it in the yeah. end. Um, a marriage is a partnership, it's a commitment, it is your whole life is now entangled with this person. And it's really hard to untangle that mm-hmm. or be able to shut it off, mm-hmm. especially if you love, love this person. And I'm a love, love person. I believe in love no matter what. <laughs> um, but I do also understand that at some point those little butterflies, they fade away a little and at the end of the day, it's the beliefs. You guys have similar values. You have similar beliefs. You you make each other laugh. Um, is that your favorite, the person you call whenever something happens? So if you've had somebody who's cheated on you, you're not just going to walk away. And then if it's happened multiple times, this may be an option for somebody to be able to have the relationship that they need and that it's already happened and you're able to move past that. so Or understand jealousy. why it's happening. Yeah, yeah. you understand why it's yeah. happening. You know, either your partner has whatever, the, what needs the thrill of the excitement or the steam issues and somebody gave them attention or whatever it is. But to me, I mean, I've known people who have had their partners cheat on multiple times they've stayed with them and this would be an option for them and they mm-hmm. can talk about it and have that conversation and I think that it would help a marriage and depending on what those parameters are mm-hmm. but I don't see somebody saying I, I don't know how you would cheat on those parameters because I mean because you might say like 
it you can only do it if I give you permission first or you gotcha. can only do it if I'm after if, I've seen them or something yeah if, if I know them or if I don't know them yeah. or if I'm present or yeah. you know like there's different things so it's like okay you have those and then what if they break that and they went and did something you know what I mean yeah so in so, so technically me, that it's it is cheating because it's breaking yeah. those boundaries yeah. that you set together I mean so you make up these boundaries <laughs> you guys pull it together yeah you've already cheated on me three times I'm gonna let you do this yeah it does not never cheat on somebody I know so don't go and bang the neighbor right so <laughs> you tell them this then they go and bang the neighbor yes like at that point that might help the other person though too the non-cheater the one that's being cheated on to, to say gosh I give up like I've tried everything this was the last shot yeah and I don't think the question should be about whether or not a cheater's a cheater he's gonna cheat or she's gonna cheat yeah. it should be hey is this the last straw yeah and you said it well in the 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 um the podcast with the E&M is it shouldn't be the last straw. Right. You should never use this as the last no. straw. So if you are there at that point, like maybe this is like, okay, I need something to happen so that I can walk away from this. Yeah, person. because you're like, I yeah. literally did everything. Yeah, that is a different everything. way to look at it too. As if, yeah, I could see that. You're like, okay, if he if he can't, yeah. I'm giving him a lot of freedom, yeah. or she. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him a lot of freedom. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm this, and sure then they still know. did that. Oh, it's like, do you watch? You don't watch Vanderpump Rules? No. Oh, oh my gosh. Everybody God. keeps talking about yes. it on all of my favorite podcasts. Girl. Okay, so I've watched all of it. Like, I'm not like a new one that got in on Scandal. Like, I've watched all the yeah. seasons, and so, but that's the thing is like. Katie, this is not part of the scandal part, but Katie just said, like, don't hook up with any of our friends. Yes. Okay, so, that's like... That's your one rule. That's the one rule, and then freaking mix out with Raquel. What the Same. fuck? To me, <laughs> if somebody is to that point where they're like, hey, you're a cheater, we're gonna do this, it's the last straw, and so it's probably going to um, break. <laughs> but that's the thing, they, like, they're, they're yeah. getting divorced. Yeah. So, and then she was like, just nobody yeah. in the friend group. And then in yeah. the friend group, they like made out. And she's like, is that a big deal? You just made out. And she's like, it's because I told him just, yes. no, but it is. It's like, how many other girls yeah. are there? Why do you have to choose that well, one? There's a lot of us out there. 75% right. of the population is made up of female. Hey, <laughs> I'm out here. Which is why we should all vote because we will win. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's That's respecting, funny. it's respecting those boundaries. So yeah. All right, so who's ready for the Vanderpump Rules reunion that starts? The fact that we have to wait, like, the three different parts each week is going to be insane, but if you have Peacock, they're doing the extended scenes, which I feel like will at least be a little bit entertaining. Um, if y'all are interested in maybe having a whole episode about VPR, hit me up and let me know if there's interest in that. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I'll catch you next week.